On today's episode, I'm interviewing special guest Heather Hyman. Heather is a social media strategist, international keynote speaker, and author of The Golden Rules of Social Media Marketing. Heather has 22 years experience in sales, social media, and business. Identified as a 2019 top business influencer, Heather has worked with Chick-fil-A as well as hundreds of other business CEOs and leaders. Heather enjoys life with her husband of nearly 20 years, being a mom to three awesome teens, and host of the podcast, Business Jesus Sweet Tea. I'm so excited to welcome Heather today. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Heather here today. Welcome, Heather. Hello, Julianne. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. So Heather is like, she has been one of those divine appointments in my life of just women who speak truth, who intercedes on your behalf, who, oh, I'm getting emotional about it, Heather. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just a powerful woman of God who doesn't compromise her faith and what she stands for and is still out there crushing it in her business. And I mean, Heather, you know that that I mostly help arising entrepreneurs that are kind of new to this space that are just starting to take their idea and their knowledge and their skills and figure out how to make a business out of it. And I want to talk to you, kind of rewind back to your beginning Mm. and talk about when it was in your story that you came to the conclusion, like, okay, I can no longer play small. Like I've been playing small and God has so much more for me. So take us back. Yeah. So, so if I take you back, I ultimately have had my own business since 2011, but rather than going all the way back to the beginning of how the special education teacher turns digital missionary is it's really an interesting time of around 2016. So I already had my sweet tea social marketing business. We lived in Columbia, South Carolina. I lived a mile and a half down the streets from my parents and, uh, What I was doing was having a business that afforded me the creativity, the um, excitement of using my master's degree and fun vacations for our family. And my husband, who had like a super cushy job, in my opinion, because he literally was like in the hot tub on his lunch break, working (laughs) at home. And he was like, I am so bored. Like, I hate what I'm doing. And I'm like, my parents are like, Oh, Wayne, you only have 14 years until you can retire. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a terrible existence. I love what I do so much. I couldn't imagine like waking up every day, like not having a passion for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to sell insurance. I'm like, well, there's a special type right there. So I didn't, I don't get that. My sister did it. He was kind of like interested in, because he saw my sister have great success And what my sister didn't really say, and not that she was like not maybe wanting to not be truthful, but I just think she was so excited about the possibilities is that she kind of failed to mention that there's a window of about four to six months when you first sign up, depending on the time of year that you're not really making any, many money. (laughs) So I'm like, go for it, honey, pursue your dreams. I love it. Meantime. There's like no income coming in. And so to that point in my business, you know, as a social media strategist slash manager, 
it had always just been like extra income, not really necessary for our household to function. And during this window of time, which happened to be, you know, near Christmas of 2016 and the couple months following that, I just had a genuine like fearful moment, honestly, where I was like, wow, I need to step it up. Not because I'm trying to achieve these really cool goals. It's because we've got a mortgage to pay and we have three children. And what does that look like? And so I would say because of my circumstances, I had like to dig deeper than I really ever had to before. And I had to say, you know, what about the clients that I have? Um, Do I love? What about clients that I have? Do I not want more of? And I really had to lean into going, do I have packages or do I have offers that really maximize my skill set, my expertise, and ultimately the amount of hours that I was wanting to work that would be able to bring in that additional income. So it kind of, I would say I was doing all the right things from a a social perspective and I had offers out there and I had lead magnets out there. But I will say, Julian, as I look back in hindsight, I was playing small. And when really push come to shove and I needed to make a certain amount of money to go, hey, we want to make sure that the mortgage gets paid is that there was an an additional fire that I had never felt before. And it suddenly was um, very motivational for me. And what I would say when I look back, and I don't think at the time I thought I was playing small, but it was more so that there was like this opportunity that presented itself and it forced me to be very intentional with my time, very intentional with what I was spending doing during my workday. So at the end of the day, I could say, hey, yes, I am doing revenue generating activities and I'm not just busy creating like social media content and I'm not being like uh, very focused on what I want. So I'd say that's kind of like the biggest moment when I think of like the journey of being in business, you know, for 10 years. Yeah. So when, when you were in that moment of like, okay, the mortgage has to get paid, was there like this revelation of, because I think so often when, when the entrepreneur is just starting out, right, there's the the fear of the unknown. And is this going to work for me? Can this really work for me? Like all those questions are floating around in their head. So they do play at like that smaller level, right? Like, oh, I can get a, a one-on-one client and charge them $200, right? <laughs> like, and that's, a, that's exciting in, in the, when you're just getting started out. But when you were faced with like, okay, I got it. I got to make the money for the mortgage. Like we have to pay for our home. Right. Did you, did you have like a shift in perspective of like, instead of saying like, no, I can do it to being like, no, it's, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like, was there a mindset, a mindset shift in that? Or was it like, I, I can do it. And by God, I'm gonna do it because I just have to do it. You know, like, what was that, that switch that kind of happened for you? I mean, I honestly think, Julianne, it was me literally getting out a piece of paper and pen saying, 
this is the minimum. I need to make this much amount of money versus prior to that. It was just like, let me show up. Let me use my gifts. Let me do what I'm loving. And let's just see where the cards fall. Because at that point I was like, let's go on a Disney vacation. Like let's pay off all credit card debt and say like, Dave Ramsey, you're helping us. And so it's like, we weren't being frivolous and I was having success, but it really wasn't until I had to have a bigger goal that I literally said, okay, this is where I have to get. And it can no longer be, let's just hope and pray that this might work out and almost be more passive. So I would say that the flip was that I said, I need to make this amount of money. I am committed to working this many number of hours in my business. And don't worry for anybody listening. I didn't go into a, this is how much money I make per hour. But at the end of the day, whatever offer you're putting out there, if you've got some plan that's going to take you working 150 hours and you know you're only going to be showing up to work 25 hours, there's a disconnect there. So I said, I want to make this much. I'm willing to show up Monday through Friday, this number of hours, the packages that I want to create to have the life I want as a mom and a wife means that I need to have, you know, this type of offer. So again, there's not a right or wrong. And that's a whole other podcast episode of, do you want to have four clients paying you $4,000 or do you want to have 40 clients paying you $40? Like, Right. Or whatever mathematically right. would help you get whatever the same. <laughs> yes. We have calculators, people. Come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that's so important that you say that because identifying what your one, like what your skill is, right? Like what you have to offer, what you love to offer, the kind of person that you absolutely love to serve, and identifying your capacity. Because, you know, Oftentimes people go in and they're like, okay, I'm going to take this course, or I'm going to work with in this mastermind, or I'm going to work with this coach. And that's all great. I am all for mentors, coaches, courses, master. I'm for all I'm in involved in all, <laughs> you know, but you have to go into it with the right mindset of like, this coach isn't going to, to do the work for you. You know, yes. I think so many entrepreneurs that are just starting out think, okay, if I have a coach, my problems will go away. No, your coach is there to like remove those blinders. Talk about things like what is your capacity? Can you make $10,000 in a month? Absolutely. Do you have the capacity (laughs) to do the things necessary to Mm -hmm. make $10,000 a month? And that's where a lot of people, they don't have that conversation. And so I love that you were like, you sat down with a piece of paper like you, you can strip it down to you and a piece of paper and the Lord. And it's just that simple to get started. And I think that's beautiful that you brought that up. And even now, like, I mean, Heather and I were on a prayer call this morning and she is entering this new higher realm of her business. And we were having these same kind of conversations. You do, you go back to those basics of like, okay, now that, I'm evolving and my business is growing and I'm having, you know, these huge ticket prices. Like, what is it that I want to serve at? Like what level, who do I want to serve? What is my willingness to show up in this new capacity? So talk about how you've evolved since that time. 
So what helped me, I would say a lot then that I brought with me and I continue to have this conversation with our team. And that is you can have clients that you love and you can have clients that you tolerate. And so it took me a while, Julianne, because I, I a little bit struggle with like being a people pleaser, yet I'm like very much like a very direct person. I don't like avoid confrontation. I'm like, let's go for it so we can just get through this so things can be better. Yeah. But it used to be the old Heather when a client would say, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a, a pain in the blank. Mm. I would almost be like, oh, this is a project. Right, challenge. (laughs) I can do this. I'm going to make them no longer a pain in the blank. And I'm going to, because of my skills, this is going to be so good. And like the old me was like, take them on as a project. The new me is like, trust who they say they are and kindly say, this is not going to be a great fit because I have learned that to be a good steward of your business and to really be able to be the best version of who I am for my clients with the gifts that God's given me, that means that I am fueled by words of affirmation. I'm fueled by clients that appreciate me. I am fueled by clients that like are saying, Heather, what is it that I can do to make you more successful for what you're doing for us in our social media strategy? And not the people that like start out like a um, discovery call with, well, my motto is don't sleep. We don't want people on our team that think that they need to go to their kids' baseball game because like, that's not cool. And I'm like, again, pay attention to your spirit, pay attention to what completely goes against the type of business that you want to create. Because Julianne, I'm a firm believer in saying, if we want the title of entrepreneur, if we want that title of business owner or CEO, well, that means when we have a bunch of crummy clients that we hate, um, no one's at fault but us. We have to step up and have those hard conversations. We have to step up and say, oh, this is what this looks like to work with us. Mm -hmm. And oh, if you have like an emergency, you know, rush job that you want, well, we're happy to oblige that. But here's the $500 surcharge for that, for you wanting this. Oh, I'm available Monday through Friday, eight to four. Yes, we're handling your social on the weekend, but I am probably going to be at my daughter's volleyball match on a Saturday and I'm not going to be having a texting conversation. So you have to tell people how to engage with you in business. And that means we have to show up as the leaders and sometimes have hard conversations. But I found that it's so much better for everybody involved to do all of that proactively, especially when you are bringing on new clients, because it just kind of lays the groundwork. Because if they've been used to the last four people that they've hired, sitting them stuff at 10 p.m., thinking it's going to be posted at 8 a.m., and you've told them no differently, then they're going to just treat you the way that's been working for them. Right. I think that's just an important conversation to have in every aspect of your life, business, relationships, like setting expectations, you will always tell people how to treat you, whether you verbally tell them Mm. (laughs) or in your actions. And, And it's so important that we 
the reason why there's frustrations in your relationship, in your business, as, as a team member, all of that is because there is uncommunicated and unmet expectations. And so yeah. it's so what, listen to what Heather just said, go hit the 15 second rewind button and listen to it again, because it's so important that you are clear about what your priorities are. Like, again, setting that capacity, knowing I am not willing to work past two o'clock on a Friday. I don't work past two o'clock on a Friday. I'm not going to do it. You know what yep. I mean? And I've, I've set that up for myself. I like to use my Mondays is like my time where I pour into me. That's when I have my coaching. That's when I have my mastermind call. Like I enjoy that time on Mondays because it sets my week up. Mm. Right. And then I, I work balls to the wall Tuesday through Thursday. And I love that schedule for myself. Now, will it evolve in a couple of years? Probably, probably. And that's okay. And that's the thing is that you have to know that you're going to go through seasons in your business, in your life. And that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is that you get to decide what's best for you. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I want you listening to understand is that your desires are possible as soon as they become decisions and to have somebody coming alongside of you like a Heather like a Julianne that can help really guide you through that process because it's not easy and it's hard and you're going to question yourself and you're going to be confused about things. And there are going to be things like that. You just say, I, this is not for me. Like my genius is in the vision. My genius is in this here. I want to give this section over to Heather, <laughs> let her run with that, you know, and there, and that's why partnering with the right kind of people will really help explode your business in ways that you've never seen possible. Heather, talk a little bit about like your faith journey through your business and how it has evolved. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that, you know, when I first started my sweet tea social marketing brand in 2014, you know, my business card, and I think I have a couple here in my office, it says that I help small businesses, medium businesses, churches, nonprofits. And I was just like genuinely wanting to help all of those people. And I found about a year and a half into, you know, kind of my business that I felt like this nudging from God to really say, go all in on serving Christians. Mm -hmm. And you might be a Christian right now listening that don't have that focus in your marketing. And so I want to applaud you and say, that's okay. I'm just telling you my story. But what I felt is that God was really saying, Heather, you know, online marketing strategies, social media, to build real relationships that can lead to business growth and nonprofit growth. That is your happy place. So I see you, Heather, as a digital missionary to come alongside those leaders that don't have maybe a passion for marketing. And they're just like, can someone kind of take this off my plate? Or someone that can lead my marketing team that may have just kind of like fallen into this role. And who can they trust? What could we be doing better? So it's like I felt that God was saying, come alongside other God-fearing, biblically worldviewed companies and help them shine their light doing what it is that they do. So that's really just what fueled me. So it's like I made that shift. 
And I had people in my messages being like, girl, you do not want to be talking about Jesus on your lives. Like, this is a total mm-hmm. mistake. And I was like, I love you. I respect you. And you saying this to me actually motivates me even more to know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And what I found over the course of the last, you know, seven years is the more clear I got on who I was for. And I personally like to lead with like, this is what I'm for maybe a little more so than I'm against these things. But when I am very clear in who I'm for, And what I feel is, I just want to say, what does God say about this? And that's how I want to lead my life. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. It's not conservative. It's not liberal. But at the end of the day, if God's word says this, that's the side that I am standing on. Mm -hmm. And that message is going to resonate with certain clients. And it's actually going to probably feel polarizing and not like a good fit to others. And I'm okay with that. And that's where no matter what I end up doing, even if it's, you know, if I'm not doing social media 10 years from now, I genuinely feel like a calling to come alongside those that do have a heart for Jesus so that their light can shine more. It's not necessarily about me wanting the spotlight. Yeah, it's so good. And I think, you know, again, you touched on one of those points about being polarizing, like that's a marketing strategy in itself. Like you want to repel the people that, that don't connect with you because again, otherwise you're going to get in these situations where you're like, Oh, this is, this is feeling hard. Even though the work might be the same level of hardness, <laughs> it, it, right. feels bad. and you don't want to do that. You don't want to spend your passion feeling bad and feeling gross. I remember I was on um, I had taken on a client and it was, you know, back when I very first started, cause I was like, I'm going to help people with their lives, all of the people, <laughs> all of the lives. <laughs> and like, that was it. That was, that was my niche <laughs> people's lives. And, um, I was working with somebody who was very into crystals. And, um, I, I remember after like our second call together, I had to go take a shower. Like I felt I felt grungy. I felt gross. I felt like my spirit had just been shoved down. And I was like, it, no amount of money is worth this. No amount of money is worth this. And that's when I really was like, you know what? I don't want to do this if I can't talk about Jesus because my business would not be what it is. My life would not be what it is. I would not be able to overcome the things I've overcome without Jesus. And so like to not be able to say, this is where your peace is. This is where your joy is. This is where your comfort is. I I was Mm. having a really hard disconnect there. And so, you know, the people that are listening to this podcast are seeking that next level of faith, right. Are seeking what is going to help bring about the best version of themselves. And that is your next level of faith. And so there's, there's times where like you were at Heather, where you're like, Thank you for your opinion, but that's actually fueling me to what I'm, I'm actually going for because I'm not going to rationalize the revelation. I know that's Mm. from God and he is going to supply. And that requires so much faith. And in that, in that obedience to walking that out, that's where overflow comes from. That's where favor comes from. And it's so cool to see that lived out in your story. Well, I appreciate that. And it's like, 
sometimes it's easy to say things, but actually to follow through is tough. You know, we had just moved in 2019. I had just had my biggest year in business and I had a client that was really big, my largest client I had ever had. But the more I just began just doing the work, I was like, this is super toxic. I was just, and I was struggling. I was like, oh my goodness, this money is so good. We just bought a house and we have like a bigger mortgage. And I was like, I just was struggling. And I was just talking to my husband and I was like, I just want to walk away from this client. And he was like, really? Is that really what God's telling you? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) He was like, that feels so scary. And he it was hard to just be like, Hey, here's my two weeks, you know, thanks so much, but like, no, thanks, you know, but the, the following season, I'm not going to lie. It it was not like, I, I kind of gave this on, on a Tuesday and on Friday, like things were going crazy. But what I will say is that God provided, God provided each month, month after month after month. But what I will say is that within a year, I had opportunities from conferences I had gone to and referrals and you know how all the, you you know, no people in person, but you know, all these people from online, but ultimately it just was a bigger blessing. The the clients that I got after that, and they were actually 10 X that client that I had never seen the amount of money from one client that I had had um, in that earlier season. So it, it truly was a moment of what is my faith? What am I going to allow when I say, what type of clients do I want to work with? And sometimes when we're willing to just have that faith to just say, this is not serving me, this is not uh, healthy. And sometimes it's hard to say, I'm going to just, I'm going to walk this walk, but I have just seen God's faithfulness um, through that season um, and so many others that it just continues to fuel me as someone that says, I'm not going to compartmentalize my faith in business. It's that it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you know, I'm so excited because y'all are in for a treat if you come to next year's Awake Conference because Heather is going to be one of our keynote speakers and she's really going to help you get your mind around like what practically to do in your business to help expedite that growth. And I'm so excited for it. And she just, again, like I was saying in the beginning, she has just such that heart and that passion to really connect with you as people. And we've all been to conferences that are huge and great and inspiring and all of those things. And then hopefully you've been to an experience where like people see you mm-hmm. and they understand your story. And like, that's the difference in the awake conference is like, we get to know you, we get to know your story. We give you personalized advice at our VIP dinner. Like we want you to succeed in your business and not, we don't just like blanket cover everything, which again, it just, it's such a special time. And I'm so excited you're going to be there. Me too. <laughs> All right, Heather, are we ready for a speed round? I'm ready. Bring speed it. Round. Okay. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. I, you know, I love tacos. So I was interviewing somebody last week and she was like, neither. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> 
what do you mean? Is it tacos or is it Mexican food? Like, and then we went on this tangent about it. She does enjoy Mexican food, just not tacos. So it just threw oh, me for a loop. <laughs> funny, funny. All right. What is one place you want to travel to on your bucket list? Greece. <gasps> me too. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Oh, I want to go to Greece. It's going to be amazing. What is your go-to verse or chapter of the Bible? My go-to verse is Ephesians 3.20 and go look it up, go read it, whatever version you want to, but it's all about just like the goodness of God just far exceeds the expectations that we ever have. Um, And so I love it. Just love it. Super abundantly more. Like I love that. Yes. I don't know. It might be the passion translation, but just super abundantly more. And like we're visionaries. Like we have abundant dreams. We have, we have high dreams. We have big dreams. And so that to know that God sees even higher than that, it's like, mm, yes, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes. Lord. <laughs> so much. What, um, one practical tool or piece of inspiration or advice would you give to the woman listening right now? Who's like, I get it that I need to go all in, but I'm still resistant like i'm i'm afraid to invest in a conference i'm afraid to invest in a coach because i don't currently have the funds to do so like what would you tell her okay this is super practical i use google calendar if you're paper and pencil or something else but i would say track your time in one week I use Google Calendar, it's free. I'm all about free tools and resources and literally truly see when you're quote, doing your business, what you're doing when you say you're doing your business. And if you aren't tracking your time, you will be wildly surprised when you take a look at it and say, oh, I just noticed that I've spent zero time marketing my business. I wonder why I don't have a lot of visibility. Or, or whatever the case may be, but track the time and the tasks that you're allowing to be in your week, because I think that you will be pleasantly, maybe surprised that you are not necessarily focusing on the right, like business growth revenue strategies that are going to be necessary for you to elevate. Mm, that's so good. That's like the first thing I have people do in my productivity course is audit your time. Like you need to know where your time is going. That's it. It's like your money. If you were given $2,400 to spend in a day and you, and you came home at the end of the day and your husband was like, Hey, where'd that $2,400 go? And you're like, I don't know. (laughs) There would be a conversation about that, right? Yes. It's the same concept. Like your time is your greatest resource and you need to be aware of where that time is going. Oh, I love that, Heather. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Be sure to check out Heather. We will have all of her links in um, the show notes. Heather, do you have anything else that you want to say today? You know, I just want to encourage everybody, if you are particularly struggling with social in any regard, I do have a 31-day social media content calendar. Um, You go to sweetteasocialmarketing.com forward slash content calendar, and it's yours, it's free, and it'll give you ideas today to help you get the engagement and the reach on your socials. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you, Heather. You're an amazing woman, and I am honored 
privileged to know you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Remember, the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.